Hello and welcome to Let's Talk with Bishop R.C. Blakes. R.C. is an author, empowerment teacher, and the proud pastor of the New Home Ministries of New Orleans, Louisiana, and Houston, Texas. His message circles the globe. His conversational and candid approach to challenging content makes him a relevant voice to all generations. Get ready for a life-changing transformational conversation. Sometimes we experience things for the purpose of learning how not to treat others. It is a travesty to experience hurt and then inflict that same hurt on someone else. My late father, Bishop Robert Charles Blake Sr., did not have his mother or his father growing up. He was, he was in the care of his grandparents for a, f- a lot of different reasons. Later, when he would become older, he would reconnect with his mother. But this was after his formative years that he you know, would reconnect with his mother as, as a young man, really. And yet he became the greatest. He didn't have a father, but he, and he had a lot of pain in his heart from that. You know, we, we talked about it. But um, he became the greatest father because you should learn what not to do to others based on what you've gone through. And sometimes what people have done to you uh, teaches you not only what you shouldn't do, but it teaches you what you should do. And so though he did not have a, a, a paternal example, he became the greatest father in the world. When I tell you I have nothing negative to say about my father, my father gave my brother and I the greatest experience in childhood. Oh, my God. Amazing. Almost ready to cry thinking about it. How how good of a father that man was to me. Though he went through all of that hurt, his hurt served to teach him what he needed to know to father his sons. Now, the second thing, uh, what, what should we do with the hurt? Number one, you should learn from it. Number two, number two, you should grow through it. You should grow through it. This hurt you're experiencing now, you should grow through it. When a person experiences hurt after hurt, they should be growing from those experiences. I grew through my hurt. When Hurricane Katrina hit and, um, you know, I'm 40 years old, wiped everything out, I'm having to start over from scratch at 40 years old. Wow. It literally almost drove me out of my mind. Literally. I literally thought I was going to lose my mind. Fast forward 15 years later, COVID-19 hits. And, you know, just almost same story. Got, you know, starting over again at 50. At that time, I was 56, maybe 55 when COVID actually started. I'm 57 now. But I was able to embrace that with a confidence. Why? Because I grew through the previous experience. If a person is constantly going through, going through hurts and not learning and growing, 
They are unnecessarily repeating experiences that they should have moved on from. You should grow through everything you go through. If you don't grow through it, what you go through, if you don't grow through what you go through, you will go through it again. Listen to what uh, the Bible says. Listen to what the Bible says in 2 Thessalonians uh, chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. He says, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth. Pay attention to this. Your faith groweth exceedingly, and the love of every one of you all toward each other abounds so that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your patience. Watch this. He just said your faith grows exceedingly. Now he says for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure. They were they were going through persecutions. They were going through tribulations, but they weren't only going through it. The apostle says they were growing through it. He says, your growth is evident. Your faith grows exceedingly. So Paul is applauding their true spiritual maturation, development, growth. And it was produced by their tribulations and persecutions but it was manifested in their love for one another. Now, how should we grow from hurts? Don't just go through it, grow through it. Don't just go through it, grow through it. What are you learning from it? What have you learned from this? How have you grown through this? Katrina, I was ready to pull my hair out my head. Didn't know what to do. Wits in, literally. COVID-19 hits, which is ab ab absolutely worse than Katrina. I'm going to funeral after funeral after funeral after funeral after funeral after funeral. And everything, you know, shut down. And I'm calm as cool as a, a cucumber. I grew, my faith grew, my self-knowledge grew. I know that I know now that I'm capable of starting from scratch. Starting over again doesn't scare me now, though I'm 57 years old right now. It doesn't scare me to have to start over again. <laughs> because what's for me is for me. Because I grew through my previous season of pain and hurt. But how should we grow from hurts? Letter A, you should grow beyond being affected by certain things. If you're still there and you still got the same little trigger that people just keep on, you know, pulling and you just keep on reacting, reacting, reacting. Man, you should have grown, you know, you got the same little narcissist playing the same little trick on you every, 
Every three weeks they play the same little trick on you, pull that same little trick and you still reacting. You should grow beyond being affected by certain things. The stuff that used to get you should not move you now. As you grow in life and mature spiritually and emotionally, you become, you should become immune to certain things that once affected you. Immune, you know, because I've been there, done that, seen that, got the t-shirt and the cap and the little button membership and that stuff doesn't move me. You should, you should, you should have grown beyond being affected by certain things. Listen to what the Bible says in Psalms 119 and 165. Great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. When you get to a point where you're really connected with God and you're paying attention and you're allowing God to teach you from these experiences, your, your knowledge you know, grows you beyond certain situations and it gives you what? Great peace. So when, when a person that used to, you know, play, you know, ABC on you, they come five, 10 years later and try to play ABC on you, it doesn't impact you because you learned it, you grew beyond it. You should, you should be growing beyond being affected by certain things. Letter B, you should grow past being easily deceived in the future. You should not be out here at 30 falling for the same trick that you fell for at 20. You should not be out here at 40 falling for the same trick you fell for at 30 and 50 falling for the same tricks you fell for at 20. You should grow past being easily deceived in the future. You've seen this. You've been through this. Uh, what's the saying that George Bush got, got twisted up and I can understand why he got it twisted up. Uh, he says, it, it says, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. I think Mr. Bush said, fool me once. Shame on me. <laughs> it was funny. Go and check it out on YouTube. It can't be fooled again. That was a funny thing. But back to my point, you should grow past being easily deceived in the future. You falling for the same game? Listen to what the Bible says in Hebrews 5, 14. But strong meat belongs to them that are full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. When you're going through stuff, your senses, your discernment, your intuition, those, you know, those uh, inner faculties are being exercised to discern between good and evil. People can't get the, they can't pull the same wool over your eyes because you've already been there. You've already done that. You've already gone through this. You've grown beyond this. This is why younger people, in some cases, should pay attention. Well, in all cases, you should pay attention 
to the wisdom of older people, but then try that wisdom because some some folk, you know, think they're wise just because they're old and, and you know, because you got gray hair doesn't mean you're wise. But in, in most cases, people have lived twice your years um, for a reason. And when they're sharing stuff with you, uh, you, you, you do yourself a service to not just write them off because sometimes they see you falling for stuff that they already, they've been there and done that and they can already discern. They can already see, you know, the trap there. And so out of love, they'll share that with you so that you can learn it through instruction rather than experience. Letter C, you should grow out of bitterness and into compassion. If you're still sitting around here mad and angry, how long are you going to maintain that kind of energy? How long are you going to maintain that kind of energy? You know, you, you got all of this bitterness and all of this anger in your heart um, about Harold and how Harold didn't do you right. And that's the energy you got locked up in you. And you know how it, you know how that energy shows up in the world like this. And you walking around saying, you know, I, I want a man. Don't don't none of them approach me. But that, that's your energy. See, that's that's the manifestation of your energy. And the root of that, the, the root of that manifestation is is the fact that you still got this stuff in your heart about Harold. Harold been going on with his life and God has given you opportunity to move forward with your life, but you choose to stay stuck in that negativity because somehow you believe you're entitled to your anger, not understanding that your anger is only preventing you. Harold's moved on. Maybe he's even asked God for forgiveness and maybe Harold's gotten himself together and, you know, and here you are stuck in this energy and, 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 and repelling good things from you because you've not grown beyond the bitterness. You got to grow beyond the bitterness. Now, it's a process. It is a process, but it's a process that you have to engage and you have to intentionally make up your mind that, you know, I'm going to get beyond this because the more you go through hurts and offenses, it should deepen your understanding of how miserable people must be constantly, uh, how miserable people rather must constantly stay in negative energy. The more you hurt, the more sensitive you should become to people who are hurting and usually hurting people hurt people. They need compassion and truth, not judgment and retaliation. Now, again, I say there are some people who are hurting others because they're hurting. There's some people that are hurting folk just because they no good, low down and dirty and they ain't got no place in your life. Don't get too confused. But you should grow beyond the bitterness and the bitterness should turn into compassion for others in your future. The Bible says in Hebrews five and two, who can have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way for that? He himself also is compassed with infirmity. Uh, listen to how this reads in the message. It says every high priest 
selected to represent men and women before God and offer sacrifices for their sins should be able to deal gently with their failings since he knows what it's like from his own experience. So you should learn from it. You should grow through it. And then you got to move away from it. You got to move a, you must move away from it. The things that hurt you in life are not to be revisited or rehearsed. You should learn the lessons, grow from the experience, and go from the pain. Learn the lessons, grow from the experience, and go from the pain. Go. Get on with your life. Go. Get over it. Galatians 5 and 1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Once you get free, move away from it that you don't get what entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Move away from it, man, you know, and, and don't let don't keep people in your life. That's going to keep bringing you back, revisiting that negative and hurtful point in your past and won't let you emotionally or psychologically move on away from it. If they can't move away from it, move away from them. But by all means, move away from it. Now, let me give you this and then we're done. How do we go from the hurt? This is how you do it. Reconcile, letter A, reconcile the relationships that can be saved. When you've come out of a hurtful, painful, traumatizing situation, reconcile the relationships that can be saved. You know, and how do you do that? Forgiveness is the greatest therapy for emotional pain. There are some people that you just... Um, you need to release, you know, release them, put them away, put them out of your life and then the, and then engage the process of forgiveness. There are other people that you're going to recognize that their actions were not malicious, but their actions maybe came out of, you know, personal hurts within them. These people you forgive and you try to embrace and you try to find common ground and you, you begin to reconcile the relationships that can be saved. This is how you begin to move away from the hurt. Don't just allow the thing. You're either going to reconcile or you're going to divorce. You know, person that is, is just, you know, no good and low down, divorce them person that y'all just had some issues and you got hurt by some things and you, 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 you know, you realize that it was not malicious. You, you do the work as they must help you do the work to reconcile the relationship. And if they will reconcile the relationships that can be saved, let it be release the people that are toxic. Reconcile what can be saved. Release the people that are toxic. 
Well, what about, what if it's my, what, well, you know, release the people that are toxic. Now that looks different, you know, for every situation. You know, sometimes you, you, you know, some people that are tied to you that, you know, in whatever way that you can't just put them in a place where you don't have to look at them again. So you have to create physical boundaries, emotional boundaries, financial boundaries. But whatever you got to do, you got to release them. If you can't physically release them, at least release them emotionally, that they no longer have access to your buttons. Separation from the wrong people is imperative to getting out of perpetual pain. Reconciling the relationships that can be saved, letter A, how do we go from hurt? Reconcile the relationships that can be saved. Forgiveness is the greatest therapy for emotional pain. Letter B, release the people that are toxic, period. Don't try to make excuses. No, no, no. Don't try to fix anybody. Don't try to change anybody. Release the people that are toxic immediately. Separation from the wrong people is imperative to getting out of perpetual pain. And letter C, and I'm done. Redirect your focus to positive issues. Reconcile, release, redirect. Don't, don't keep your mind locked in on the negativity, but redirect your focus to positive issues. If you stay on the hurting issues, you fall into a victim's mentality. The only way to truly get past the hurt is to redefine your status as victor over victim. Sometimes it's hard to redirect your focus because the unfair and malicious assault of others can leave us in a difficult spot. But listen to what Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 says, remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Forget about all that old stuff. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall ye not know it. Don't get so hung up on your history, bae, that you miss your destiny. Don't marry your history to a point that you can't get a date with destiny. Redirect your focus to positive issues. Because the key, the key is to always find a reason to be hopeful. Let me read this for you and I'm done. The famous painting Hope is the image of a woman sitting on top of the world playing a harp. From a distance, the painting looks completely positive. As you get closer, you realize that the lady's clothes are torn and her arms are bleeding. On top of all of this, her harp has only one string. However, with all of this working against her, she finds enough inspiration to play her song with one string. Life may not always give you a full set of strings. Just learn to make music with what you have. And so I know that there are many of you who are hurting. People have, dis 
have disappointed you. And my prayer is that this lesson today helps you to put some things into perspective as it relates to moving your life into a positive direction and moving away from the trauma, away from the trauma into that healthy place. May I pray for you? Father, I thank you for, you know, just the unction to take the time to speak into the lives of your people. And God, I know that there's some that don't feel like they necessarily have a relationship with you, but God, I know you have a relationship with them. You love them with all of your heart. And now, Father, my prayer is that you would touch them and strengthen them now. I, your Holy Spirit, strengthen them now. Give them uh, relief from the anguish. God, let something that I've said today become a light to their path. And Father, my prayer is that you would wash over them with your healing power and your restoration. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, I have thoroughly enjoyed this time with you. Please like this, share this. I want to thank God for all of you that have taken the time to uh, give and to sow into the ministry. Lisa and I so appreciate you. We so appreciate you. We thank God for you. We really, really, really do. Please take the time to go to um, my website and uh, subscribe to my email list. Check out my online programs. Very soon we're going to, um, we're really going to shut the site down so that we can redevelop it. I want to come back with a whole different situation uh, as the year closes down. I want to just kind of rebrand and bring things to another level of excellence. So those of you that have been contemplating some of those online programs, do it sooner than later because it'll be shut down for a minute. Um, also, don't forget to go by Amazon, pick up my books, check out any or all of my books and um, be a blessing in that way. But just know that Lisa and I truly love you. We thank God for you. We appreciate you with all of our hearts and uh, we celebrate you. We consider you our family and we look forward to meeting you in all parts of the world and uh, all parts of the United States of America when this pandemic truly dies down and allows us to get back to some semblance of normal, which we've not had for almost two years now. But we thank God for you. We thank God for you and we love you. We love you, we love you, we love you. Um, I guess that's all I have to say for today, you know, so I'll shut it down, you know. You're on top and you're going higher. So God has more in store for you. Please remember that you're on top and you're going higher. That needs to be your confession every day. I'm on top and I'm going higher. God is more in store for me. So guess what? We will see you at the top. God bless you. Until next time, I'm R.C. Blaze. We here at R.C. Blake's Ministries want to thank you for spending this time with us today. R.C. and Lisa are always honored to have you with us. 
don't forget to reach out to us by visiting our website at www.rcblakes.com. While you are there, you may join our mailing list and receive a free download of the Laws of Manifesting Your Vision by R.C. Blakes. Also look at all of the online programs by R.C. You may find all books written by R.C. and Lisa. Once again, all of us here at R.C. Blakes Ministries want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And as we always say, see you at the top.